0: Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here. And welcome to episode 124 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, and strategies to help us have the most effective life we can and also the best business and personal relationships. So welcome to today's episode. Episode 124 is entitled Low Conscience Individuals and Social Hiding. Um, It is suggested that One in every 100 um, individuals in our population um, is on what we would consider or what's sometimes termed the low conscience spectrum, which tends to mean that um, their compass uh, for morality, um, their um, ability to put breaks and limits on their behaviours is different to most of the rest of the population. So um, they have a different relationship with empathy to the rest of us. They are not uh, bothered as much by guilt, shame, regret, recrimination. Um, Often what is paired with low conscience is also low anxiety. So I can have a tendency to behave in highly exploitive ways and not be very concerned about whether or not I've created you any emotional, financial, spiritual or psychological pain would be basically how you would term these individuals. And it seems to be that one thing that's consistent amongst what we call um, cluster B personalities, which is your... Uh, character disordered individuals, your um, antisocial personality disorders, your narcissistic personality disorders, your borderline personality disorders, and uh, also psychopaths that are considered to you know, be in a, a group of their own, um, one thing that tends to be in common with these individuals is this, um, you know, they're not bothered by um, their conscience in, in a way that the rest of us are. Um, and so that means I, you know I can behave in extremely um, uh, intrusive ways, and it won't concern me much. Um, so I thought I would do an episode on these type of individuals and, and in focusing on a certain element of this, I, I believe the person who coined the idea around social hiding, was uh, Robert Hare, who is considered one of the preeminent researchers into psychopaths. Um, And what we're talking about here is um, either individuals that fit into the criteria of, let's say, narcissistic personality disorder or a psychopath or an antisocial personality disorder. This, you know, typing these types of people is is for people who've studied these areas very extensively, um, personality tests that look at these kinds of things, studying these the, 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 the history of these particular individuals, it's a complex dynamic to, to diagnose individuals like this. Um, but it also can be that even if an individual, let's say, doesn't fit the nine criteria for narcissistic personality disorder, even having one or two of the traits can be highly problematic to um, the people that they come across and, and have any kinds of substantial dealings with, be that in um, personal or uh, professional life. So the the thing is that we've all met um, low conscience individuals from time to time, but there's every chance that you would never have recognised them or they've had minimal impact on your life. But if you do happen to get entangled with them either in a you know in end up in some a friendship or an intimate relationship with one or you end up in some kind of business dealing with one or one is your boss or one is your employee then you know any relationship that is uh requires some level of substantial investment this is where the problems are likely um to appear and they're likely to be substantial over over a period of time um because these individuals process the world in a way that we struggle to understand. You know, often it's often there's this element of kind of mystification around their behavior. How, how could somebody do that? I, I don't believe that that's that somebody could do that. And and that again makes makes this very very difficult. Not to mention that when we see portrayals of extreme individuals in media, um, you know, by nature of of movies. Um, the, the the movie lets you see who the bad guy or the bad girl is. Um, let gives you some insight into their intent. You know, shows very explicit predatory facial features, and in reality, this is not how it works. Um, uh, people of of extreme low conscience. Um, If they're unsuccessful, they get caught. They end up in jail. They get done for fraud. They get sacked from jobs. They get booted out of relationships. Um, And the problem is the ones that have learned how to mask their intentions, have learned how to mask their exploitiveness, have learned how to cover their tracks, have learned how to threaten, cajole, distract and misdirect people from what they're actually doing Um, and there's a lot more uh, individuals out there like that um, than we're giving credit for, to the degree that I think um, we we need to have some awareness um, around, you know, that there there are a small percentage, but a significant percentage of people who are trolling around uh, looking for um, relationships of exploitation rather than, you know, the rest of us are looking for relationships of mutual connection, of mutual compatibility. We want to be seen, known, and heard for who we are. Um, We want to create um, mutually beneficial results. Um, And these people are playing a whole other game and use relationships and communication in a completely different way um, and are often setting us up long before we realise we're being set up. So to have some awareness of some of the strategies and the ways in which they blend in, I think can be very, very helpful. Um, just in case, um, we, we, you know, you come across somebody who you kind of go, I think I need to watch this one a little bit more uh, for a little bit longer. I think I, you know, I, I might want to get to know them a bit better before I invest my time, energy, money. Um Uh, invest in a relationship with this kind of person. So because, again, like I mentioned, the success for low conscience individuals is being able to to avoid detection. Um, And because many of them have been doing this for a long, long time, um, that means they've had a long time to perfect a, a persona, a mask, and a way to approach people that's, you know, Where I can charm people, where I can um, kind of uh, throw people off the scent, so to speak, um, disengage you, um, move around any kind of internal kind of warning systems that you might have that go, "Mm, I don't know about this person. So I've been very, very good at being able to um, talk my way out of situations. And this becomes amplified when we're talking about someone who has a low conscience, low anxiety, is highly intelligent and highly extroverted and charming and knows how to create an impression. Um, uh, Because again, this can sometimes be part of the mask we hide behind. And if I'm busy creating and marketing a certain persona and the way that I want you to see me, um, then I'm going to make sure that that I'm creating the kind of persona that's above suspicion. Um, so that sometimes the warning signs uh, that we um, we might be with someone who, who requires a bit closer attention, um, one of the things that these individuals tend to um, look for consciously or unconsciously is people in vulnerable positions. Um, be that uh, what we call situational vulnerability or emotional vulnerability. So then, I'm when I'm kind of canvassing and, and and opening up conversations. What I'm looking for in those conversations is, you know, where's my avenue to rapidly um, uh, get this person on side. Uh, maybe position myself as someone essential in their life, escalate a false sense of intimacy. So I'm, I'm looking for people who are exhausted. I'm looking for people who are emotionally vulnerable. Um, I've got very skilled at drawing people out and, and getting them to give me more information about themselves than they realise they're giving. Um, Or I'm looking for, um, as I mentioned earlier, situational vulnerability. So some people who talk about being kind of drawn into dynamics that they later regret um, is because maybe they moved cities, they were feeling a bit lonely, they didn't really know anybody, um, uh, or um, they were just grieving the death of a loved one. Um, Perhaps they just lost a job um perhaps they'd started a business, but it wasn't going well. Um, so we have to be careful and, and I know for myself, I've got involved um, e- over the years in a in a number of incidences where someone has presented as my savior um and I ignored some of the kind of things that didn't quite add up and the some of the minor inconsistencies in their story because they, They had really sold me on the idea that they could get me out of trouble, that they could turn my business around um, and uh, the same can be said unfortunately for a few dynamics and vulnerabilities I've I've had in terms of um, uh, certain past uh, intimate partner choices where, um, and again if, if you tend to be a very overly trusting person and overly optimistic and, you know, tend to only want to see the best in people. That that's a wonderful trait when we're dealing with um, standard functioning people. But it can be an absolute disaster when it comes to spotting the one in one hundred low conscience individual. It actually your 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 strength works against you. And these people, um, the research is early in these areas. But that's one of the the things that they talk about that these people are targeting, they're looking for people who. Um, the combination is yes. There's some situational need. There's some emotional vulnerability, but but a, but a sense of over trustingness, and uh, you know, an, an overly optimistic belief in the goodness of people, um, and 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 an. Um, uh, uh, an overly empathic view of, of, of people and wanting to um, ideally only see the positiveness and the potentiality in people rather than sometimes what's right in front of our face. Um, and so that particular combination can make us very vulnerable to people who want to exploit uh, exploit us over time. So one of the key things for me that, that I think uh, when I look back over some of my experiences is that some of these people are very, very good at, at, at very quickly moving into our life, very quickly making themselves an essential piece of our life, positioning themselves as, as the kind of solution to some sort of emotional or situational issue. But, you know, if they show up in your business, they're the person that can turn your business around. They're the whiz-bang salesperson. They're the person that you need. To you know, get behind and give money to, and they might even start to condition you by talking about previous business owners that didn't have the guts and lacked the vision to see what potential they could bring, and and were and and, and, and um, were too withholding of their money and their time and their trust. So there's these little things sometimes that we're watching for when we get the sense that when they're talking, it's always about impression management. It's always about impre- you know the way they want to position the idea of themselves in our mind um, and and then subtly moulding the way that they want us to be. Oh, well, I can tell you recognise brilliance, you know, and, and you can see someone who's an absolute rock star. Um, so I'm not worried about you. But I tell you what, people in the past, um, they've been overly concerned. They, they, they haven't been real risk takers. Um, they've been too stingy with their money to really, you know, you've got to spend money to make money. Um, and if it's in a relational setting, we're going to hear things like, "Well, I can, I can, I can tell that you, you really get me. Not like other people. You know, I used to date people that were hyper suspicious and had, you know, you know, they weren't healthy, you know, trusting individuals like you." Um, you know, they had poor boundaries, they were constantly asking me questions and pestering me, but I can tell that you're someone um, who doesn't kind of do those sorts of things. You're you're not a needy, wounded person like some of the unfortunate people I've been with before. Um, you're something special. You know, so we've got to be careful when people are trying to position an idea of us um, and does that mean that that, you know, that, that might be something that they're going to be uh, looking to exploit later, it's it's looking at some of the conversational strategies and going, am I kind of being molded and moved in a direction, both in terms of how they want me to behave and also how they want me to see them? and And are these subtle suggestions to not look any deeper? Um, And that if I was to look any deeper and question any deeper, that would be a fundamental flaw in me, not an actual strength. So we've got to watch those kinds of trends. Some of these people, like I said, are very, very, they, they communicate well. Um, they, they, you know, they're very slick with their use of words. I I like one of the distinctions that, that came up. I think it was in Sandra Brown and Jennifer Young's book, Women Who Love Psychopaths, which, you know, I absolutely recommend. Um, I think one of the the things that sort of struck me well was they speak well, but they don't relate well. You know, there's always kind of this sense that they're too polished. They're too shiny. It's a veneer, um, and maybe I need to slow things down. And like I said, one of the ways in which they bypass our, our suspicion is they'll you they'll either get us really jacked up and excited, or they'll create situations of urgency. Or if it's a relationship, there'll be this absolute rush of intensity and this pseudo connection very, very quick. Um, and these kind of heightened states are, are part of the trick of getting us to ignore or override any kind of inkling that You know, not not everything's what it should be. Um, And like I said, they move into our life with great speed, either into our business or either into our personal life and position themselves as absolutely vital or start to look at ways to get leverage over us so that when when inevitably the lies, the persona start to fall apart, They've got us locked in. They they make it very difficult for us to back out, either because they now have leverage over us because they're they're the one who's now got access to the bank account or they're the one who now controls the key elements or the key players in the project we've been working on and somehow they've manoeuvred us out of a position of influence there or, you know, they've got the ear of the boss now and if I wanted to complain, well, I'm not going to have any chance because they've already cut me off. And this is what I mean by the people who are using conversation and already strategizing three or four moves ahead um, so i think this is a, an area where um, there's a lot more that i can say about this but i but i probably feel like that's about where i want to go with this kind of one for the moment um, but again i'm i'm you know the key thing here is my ability to be exploitive and predatory um, rely on my fact that you can't see that i'm being exploitive and predatory if i'm any if I'm if I'm any good at this, those are the skills that I'm going to develop to look like anything other. If you think about a lion stalking a prey, um, it it does everything it can to to mask, hide, and camouflage itself until the very last minute. And then when it strikes, it it makes sure, for the most part, it's it's in a position that it you know there's next to there's near impossibility that the prey is going to get away. Um, and this is where we're kind of being set up over a period of time by these individuals. So any any chance to be able to... The more education, I think, around these uh, things like social hiding um, and people who create work very hard to create a public impression of themselves whilst behaving in very different ways behind the scenes. And often, again, we're not talking about... We're, 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 we're talking about people who are exploitive... Um, but in a way that um, doesn't quite cross the boundaries of the law. This is where it can sometimes get tricky, you know, so that some of these people, um, you know, one of the strategies, they, they steer clear, you know, are, are some violent? Yes. Um, but for many, they, do. you know, um, for some, they consider violence to be a, a crass way to do things and too easy to, to detect. So, they have learned to be psychologically violent they've learned to be emotion, uh, emotionally violent and 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 leave bruises on our psyche rather than our skin so that it, there's plausible deniability for them um and and so you know and again i want to make sure that um i'm the last person you suspect if i'm any good at this and i've certainly come across over the years um in my work as a consultant and going in and out of businesses and working in people's lives, um, some of the most the people that turned out to be behaving in very very extreme ways for long periods of time, um, it, it generally tended to always be the same. That the people, when when the stuff came out, went, "What them? Oh my God! I never would have thought they'd be doing stuff like that." Um, you, and 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 the. the they they were just so good at masking who who they were, um, and this is where it's not easy. It's 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 not an it's it's not a clear cut sort of uh, space. And again, this is why the diagnostics of individuals needs to be left to uh, professionals that are well trained. But from a general kind of perspective, I th- I think some level of awareness um, and increased awareness of of, um, you know, the one in 100 that are on the low conscience spectrum needs to be, um, needs to be looked at. Um, and that's sort of my in, in intent with this particular episode is if I can put a few, bit more information out there that might help, then, um, then fantastic. So uh, that's the episode for today. I hope you found it thought provoking. Um, and uh, as always, thank you for listening. Um for those who've followed along with the show from for a long period of time and, and from the beginning, um, as always, my profoundest gratitude for you taking your precious time to listen to the episode. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you're just joining the show, um, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe and leave a five star review as it makes it easier for others to um find this sort of material and i'm very big on on anything that any kind of education that helps us advance our life and 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 the amount of joy that we can get out of our life um and of course you're welcome to check us out at the website emergencetraining.com.au or over on youtube the sean healy relationship resourcing series so um, as always thank you again for listening Hope you enjoyed the episode and until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.